Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 New Image, or Dark Horse. Reality the words. That's disgusting. Hello. That's disgusting. Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey, everybody. Sorry. The music wanted to go. The music wanted to keep going, but we're here. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Geek Chat. I'm Desmond. And I'm Rich. And we're your hosts for this hour-long delve into comic book land i guess i don't know but thank you so much everybody for tuning in on mixlr we're here on every monday from six to seven and uh all you people out there watching us live on youtube in the facebook facebook not youtube sorry on the facebook group i'm sorry uh in the facebook uh geek chat group so thank you so much everybody out there for for watching us so first and foremost i make sure that everything's going on and rich it's turned to me too much it's turned so rich is what turn it more it aims right at me. It loves you. Like that. It loves you. So Rich right. is going to go ahead and uh, give us I some, have announcements. some announcements while I, I make sure like, that everything's fine. I feel like I'm in school and I'm reading the announcements. Where's the xylophone? Bling, bling, bling. We should have one of those. <laughs> All right. This show will be posted on thegeekchat.com website uh, and SoundCloud Tuesday by 1 p.m. whenever Des gets up. Uh, Patreon does is still working the bugs out, but it will be up soon. Uh, Gene Gilmet, our amazing artist, will be at the Rose City Comic Con on September 10th and 11th in Artist Alley at table F8. He will be selling books, t-shirts, and prints. Uh, not prints as in the singer, because R.I.P. he's dead, but he'll be selling some of his amazing artwork at the show. Go say hi and buy some stuff. Support a great local, well, not any more local, but local there, artist. Um, we still want to do more of the interview shows and roundtables. In fact, earlier we were talking about what our next roundtable should be. What, what is going on in comics right now that you guys want to hear about? Head to thegeekchat.com. Well, no. Head to the Geek Chat Facebook group and let us know what you want to hear us talk about in our newest roundtable. Uh, the returning show, The Point Five, will be posted back-to-back Thursdays by 1. The Point Five will return when all the new shows start up again, but we will be doing a lead-in to during this show, maybe, if we have time. Uh, we both re- uh, we watched The Killing Joke, and um, we both have some thoughts about this book. If you have never read The Killing Joke, you should pick it up. I hear lots of beeping. Is it live now? Sorry about that. I wasn't hooked up to the Wi-Fi. So we are live now again on the Facebook. Yeah, it cut us off. So our our reception was pretty poor. So now we're on the Wi-Fi and we should not have any problems. So if you're tuning in on the Facebook group, thank you so much. Um, And we'll go over the announcements again at the end of the show because you guys missed them. So uh, for you guys just tuning in, I'm Desmond. And I'm Rich. And we're your host for the Geek Chat. So, without further ado, let's get started. So, our... We got nuggets! We got nuggets. Our newest... We got nuggets! Yes. Why don't you go for your nuggets yeah, first? Let me go for my nuggets first. Okay, so... So, uh, due to 
uh, backed by popular demand by everyone who liked hearing about our nuggets. Uh, the nuggets is that just a sounds gross. It, uh, it, it is a little uh, kind of small little reviews about books that we we like. You know that might not be uh, number ones because we like to try to focus on number ones to get you guys reading books. Because reading is fundamental. And, thank uh, you, RuPaul. Thank you. And uh, not that kind of reading, girl. Uh, but we want everyone to um, we want everyone to go out there and see what's going on. You know. So um, what are you doing? You look fine. Oh my god, he's all scared. He thinks it's all pointing at him. So anyway, my for my first uh, nugget and my most favorite nugget, and I'm considering it in one of my golden nuggets of the week. Oh, is uh, Invincible, uh, number 130. Um, if you guys don't know, or if you're living under a rock, Invincible will be ending in issue 144. So um, we got just over 14, episode, 14 issues to go. And uh, Kirkman said it's going to be a wild, wild ride um, as people are probably going to get killed. It's probably going to get bloody because this is probably the last time he's going to be back. Hopefully not. I really hope that the issue uh they come back to you know mark and um and his family because i really enjoyed this book it is one of the best books out there right now uh, i would highly suggest going out and reading the um the collected editions it is a really good book so check it out i have so decreed um next book is ninjack number 18 beginning of a new arc called uh the fist and the steel so it's a uh, ninjack a future tale of ninjack with uh, the Eternal Warrior, um, it's not a really good place to pick up if you have not read the book before, because a lot of a lot of stuff is going on. But if you want a really good sort of mysticism and like if James Bond was a ninja type of stuff, really good book. Um, and I was very excited because they're actually making it into a television series, a streaming show, which I think is amazing. Valiant is really knocking it out of the park with some of its books. Um, this book in particular is really good, and we're going to be reviewing another book later that both Rich and I really, really enjoyed. So um, if you're looking for something to read, check out Ninjack. It is another golden nugget. Now, I'm on the fence about this next book, and uh, Rich is going to probably chime in on this too because yeah. he's gonna, he, he read it as well. And it is uh, Titans number 2, The Rebirth. So it's the new Titans. And uh, we get to see an old favorite villain show up. I don't know if he's your favorite. No? Okay. So Abracadabra is back, and and he has made um, the original Titans. And the original Titans from pre-52 Titans are fighting the new 52 Titans. So it's more of that sort of, what's going on? Like The universe is broken. Time is broken. But I don't know if it's a new universe or a new timeline because it seems like it's a new universe, not a new timeline. DC needs to really straighten that up. Was it five years? Is it completely a whole new new universe? Something is really weird. And so we have this Abracadabra character who is obviously from the old 52, from the old DC being in the new 52. It's new really rebirth. new, new rebirth 52. So it's really weird. And I, I was confused it was not a golden nugget for me, but it wasn't a brown nugget. I'll tell you that. So what the, do you think? The book continues to be too confusing for new readers and old readers. Uh, this is a resolicit, by the way. They resolicited this and the next issue, which makes me think there's some shenanigans going on at DC. I really want to like this book. I love these characters. I just, 
I don't know. This book is falling flat for me, and it's not. I think it might be one of those unpolished turd nuggets that maybe in six issues it'll get to be gold. We call them brown nuggets, not turd nuggets. We are a high class <laughs> show here. Uh, yeah. Hello. Really? Um. Uh huh. So for me, this book is on the fence. I I don't know whether I like it or hate it. And I, I got to be honest, I am not. Not. He's gonna say it again. You know he is. I uh, yeah. He's not a fan of the artist. I'm not. He's not a fan of. Uh, I am not. Brett Booth. And it was very. You could tell something was up with this issue because people looked. Yeah. <laughs> but I. I don't know. It was. It was this weird sort of like how he was using his fingers. It was this how Kadabra because he's a magician, so his fingers are all like this when he's holding his his magic wand. And I'm like, okay. And then it was this weird sort of thing going on. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. So for me, one of my little golden nuggets this week was Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Number three, gotta say, was the f- number one. The Rebirth issue kind of left me like meh, but um, in two issues they've really, really knocked it out of the park. I'm enjoying this book more than I'm enjoying Green Lanterns with an S with the newbies. Um, having the core back, they really could take Hal Jordan's name off this and just have it be about the core because in it. In this story, we get to see everybody. We get, I'm really, really, really wondering what's going on with Guy. Um, John Stewart is there being strong. Kilowog is back. And I know Dennis had said that it was going to be. You said it's Derek. Derek. You know that Derek said it was uh, that Mogo could be, you know, the planet they're looking for. Uh, and Mogo is actually in this one. Yeah, I love so, it. So we I have love, Mogo. I love seeing Hell Jordan getting taken down. Loved, loved, loved seeing Hell Jordan getting taken down. He has to be brought back alive to Sinestro. Mwahaha. Uh, my other one was the Titans. We both agreed on that to talk about it. One of my brown nuggets, I have to say, is extraordinary. More like not even extra anything X-Men. Do not like the direction Marvel is taking with their X books. Do not like the direction this book is being taken. I was a fan of the fill-in artist before, but this just felt very not x Mini. Does Storm have a mohawk? Does Storm have a mullet? What does Storm have now? Um, she's got party in every angle in this book. She's got party in every she's angle. Part, her hair is partying all over. Um. I'm just this book makes me really sad that the X-Men have been reduced to three books, one about the children, one about Storm's team. And really, if it wasn't for Greg Land's art, I would say Uncanny is the best book right now. But um Oh yeah, you really do not like Greg Land. I don't. Um but he might be going off that book because there's a new MU book coming that uh. they're rumored uh and it's going to be Colin Bunn, Steve McNiven and unfortunately Greg Land on it. Which gives me hope they're going to get a fill, a, another artist on Uncanny. But back to what it's about. This little thing is not a good nugget for me at all. So it is. It was. It was a brown nugget that I he just, did. Not I love the X Men. We both have been reading X Men forever, and it's just sad that this is what they're reduced to. The story, what's happening to them. Uh, Death of X starts this fall. Then we're going to have. A versus I or I versus no, it's I versus X or X versus I. It's gonna Probably be X versus I. I it's think. the X Men versus Inhumans. I don't. I'm actually kind of okay with that. Like uh, I want to see what's gonna happen between them because I feel that they need to just fight it out. They need to fight it out. Well, we know who the winner's gonna be. And they're gonna have sex. And then 
yeah, the X Men are gonna die. Oh, before we go into our our normal reviews, I just want to give a, another quick shout out to Jane Gilmet. I know we already mentioned that. Uh, for you who are listening or watching on, um, yeah, y'all on, missed it. Y'all missed it, but he's gonna be at uh, where's the list? I'm gonna say it real quick. The Rose City. Yes, he's going yes, to be at the Rose City Comic Con on September 10th through 11th in Artist Alley, table F8, selling books, T-shirts, and prints. And he's also... Prince? Prince, not the little prince. Um, and some of, his stuff that, uh, some of his work that was featured on CBRs or comic book resources uh, featured the line, It Is Drawn. And I also wanted to say this is one of the shirts uh, that he's going to be selling. I'm wearing it Who right now. Who is that character? Actually, I don't think he's going to be selling this one. This was just a... Uh, this 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 was just a special one. It was a it was a book that that he and I wrote together called Between Here and the Lynn Trap. So where can they find that book? Uh, they can find it here at whatever, or they can find it on RLT Press. But I just want to give a quick shout out to Gene. Hi, Gene, because he's doing that, and we want to support him because he's a fantastic artist. So thank you, Gene. Right. So first up on our reviews for this week is Steve Rogers, Captain America number four, Captain Hydra. Captain Hydra. I can't wait until they actually change his costume. You know they're going to have one. They're going to have one where his costume, and he's going to be all green and black, and he's going to have like a Hydra symbol on his chest with a big H on his forehead. That's going to be so awesome. I think Gene should draw that. That'd be cool. He should draw you. uh, That would be so cool, Gene, if you drew me as like Sam Wilson and him as like Hydra Captain America. I'd go for that. And I'm just like this shaking my head like, God, God damn it. As I try to shoot you, uh, well, you throw your sh- or try I to throw kill me. You try to kill me with your shield. I like that. Uh, so the writer is Nick Spencer, Javier Pina, and Miguel Sepulveda were the artist. Uh, Rochelle Rosenberg was the color artist. VCs Joe Caramanga did the lettering, and this cover was done by Aaron Cooter and Tamra <laughs> Von Villen. Aaron Cooter, I love that last name. I love it. I love his art too. Yes, yes, very good art, so, Mr. Cooter. Captain America, Steve Rogers. This was a thick issue, and a lot happened. A lot happened. I was like sitting there reading it, and I'm just like, "Wow!" Like captains, they're wow. Oh my god, there's a lot of shit going yeah, on. Yeah, they they check in with different characters. It's only been four issues, but Spencer does a really good job of making sure that we're caught up on everyone. This isn't one of those issues where, you know. Uh, we check in with one person, but plot lines are dangling. No, he is continuing his bigger story. Which is good, you know, which is good. And and once we finish our review, we're going to give a little bit of uh, some of the sad things that we, we were possibly foreseeing about this book. And Rich is going to allude to it as well. But uh, One of the great things is we get the brand new Quasar. Uh, yes, we, we get, get to see her again. A page or two. A lot of people were complaining about, like, Quasar never had cosmic awareness. So maybe this is a new power that... That that the new Quasar has, um, I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see what's happening. Quasar has always been a fan of mine, although a I do fan think, of yours. Uh, I've always been a fan. Of, yeah, he loves me. You know, we both had mullets. It was awesome. No, um, I wanted her to have a mullet like Quasar, but she doesn't, so it's sad. I like the fact that we check in with the Thunderbolts. Yeah, that like, was that's... cool. Kobik does not want, for some reason, Steve to talk to. Uh, because she doesn't want to leave. I think she doesn't want to leave Bucky. I think she's having a lot of fun with Bucky, and uh, her mind is going to be split. Um, her her allegiance is going to be split because in this issue we see Captain America has a uh, like. I'm surprised at I what he shocked. what he did to the Great Ghost. Yeah. I was like, I was shocked with the battle. The battle, and I gotta say, this just this is why a great artist can show 
this such violent, brutal. Or the red ghost, sorry. The the brutalness of Captain, and you understand as a, we're just calling him the Captain now because Americans wouldn't do that. Is that, I, is that it's why? Great. It's the Captain. Great, great issue. But the yeah, he the, basically slaughters. He slaughters all the monkeys yeah. like with his shield. Like no wonder he doesn't have like the the round circular shield. He's not throwing it. It's like a knife now. He's just like cutting fools down. Like, ta-ka! I was like, damn. And then and then he fucking the, the ghost is trying to run away and he chops his arm, off. his arm and his leg off. Yeah, he brutal. like he fucking like Jedi his ass. Just like, nope, you ain't going nowhere cut off his arm and his leg and i was like damn um yeah i, I wasn't expecting this captain to be so brutal um but and i then, but i love his reaction and 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 what's when he explains what's going on in his head that's the best which which to is Solvig. so amazing that even in this new this new reality that was created for steve rogers by by the by the cosmic okay. q baby uh the ccb I always call it, it'll always be the comic, the, the cosmic <laughs> cube baby. Um, he is still like ferociously loyal to like these organizations and these ideas to the point where, you know, nothing will stop him. It's just, and I think that red school is going to find, it's just, I, I love that, that I just love that about Captain America and about this story. Cause that's a turn that I never thought it was going to take. I think the last three pages are the most that, important. That made the story to me. Yeah. That made the story for me, aside from the slaughter. But So, spoiler alert, the whole thing, Steve, while a member of HYDRA, doesn't believe HYDRA belongs to one man. And he wants to kill the Red Skull. Yep. Now, here is where I think, and I'm saddened that Marvel won't do this because they're too concerned with events and the next big thing. The story ideas coming out of this one issue could affect the entire Marvel Universe without a forced event. Agreed. Just by the last three pages of this issue, we then see Captain America Hydra can manipulate his, the uh, what are they called? The Avengers Unity Squad, because they're about trying to find the Red Skull. It is great material all they would have to do is he goes to rogue rogue we need to somehow uh get a mind like something that you know defends our mind oh magneto magneto's helmet rogue goes to magneto we need to do this he gets a helmet that way when he's going against the red skull the red skull can't see his true plan i just think that the little intricacies intricacies thank you of this story could set a whole event on its own without the word event. I agree, one hundred percent. But they're not going to do that. They're not going to do it. And Nick Spencer is not... setting everything up. Yeah, but unfortunately, because that's not just where their books are at. I think the last book that was like that intricacies. Was... That's the word. <laughs> I already said it. <laughs> I know. Um, but they're not going to do that, and no. it's unfortunate because I got all excited. Well, the last book that ah. they, last book they did that with was was what Hickman was doing with the with the Avenger stuff, and I think they're not about those long overarching and that's what i miss about it anymore. I so miss that just the the possibilities coming out of this book with the thunderbolts with all of them yeah the, and it was all it's all right there in that book the, you know everything is in that book of of where it could go unless the new mu that they're talking about is captain america you know rebuilding america as as a hydra state i mean hydra america or something i mean that could be the new mu i don't know yeah the rumors are fantastic for Oh, 
Oh, yeah. So the next book we're going to be doing, which was rough to read, um, <laughs> Civil War Two: Ulysses, blah, blah, blah. Rich loved it. Al Ewing was the writer. Carl Kessel did the layouts, while Yefti Palo did the art. Nick Faladri was the colorist. VCs Clayton Cowles did the lettering. Uh, this book was rough, people. This book was rough and this unnecessary. This book was really, really rough. I was really, like, saddened by the book. Saddened? Well, yeah, because I... Like, they're really trying to make it humans fetch. Like, they really are. And I just really want, like... Like, I really want to like them, but it just... Uh, and then, like, the art in this book was off. And then the way Karnak acted. I've never really known Karnak to be such an asshole. I mean, I know he's... You know, he can spot every weakness, but this must be the new Karnak. He's a dick. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I like some of the, uh, when I was reading, okay, so I'm sitting there reading it, and the art is really kind of distracting. Like, Carl Kessler did the layouts, and I was like, it's really good, but whoever did the finishes was really weird. And and Medusa, for whatever reason, is like eight feet tall. <laughs> I don't know why she's so statuesque now. And then, I know that, you know, and Karnak boobs, is small. It must have been really cold in the desert, because mm. her boobs were very pointy. But- and then and I'm thinking like you know everyone is so cool and so cute like you know uh every all the inhumans that were on the team were cute and then we go into like his fortress or his school for teaching kids and they're all like they're all kind of like freakish looking I'm like okay cool you know the Terrigen has finally done made some freaky looking you know mutants but I just kept getting I just kept getting this really you know Morlock vo- vibe yeah. and it made me sad because I'd rather just read about the Morlocks instead of these Agreed. characters and then I mean, don't get me wrong the characters were cool like I love the the girl with the her face opened up and she was just a tongue and the tongue spoke and she could taste she Fear. could well she could taste everything that's how she saw is she tasted everything so she could taste music and everything I thought it was a really cool, cool concept and she was the chef but I was just like I just don't care and then just I don't know. Just the book was just it, it, and as it being a tie-in to Civil War, it really wasn't because it was just a series about Ulysses, and I, it didn't really speak too much about what Ulysses was doing or or anything. I just I don't know something about the book. It, it was just a big disconnect for me. The, the whole book was just 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 failed. It just, it just didn't work for me, and I think that's what's compounding upon this this. Uh, the secret uh this uh civil war kind of thing it's like whenever these events happen it just encompasses everything and i'm just like ugh, you know i just don't i, I just want to escape it you yeah, know? it's funny uh again with marvel's misleading the captain america was not a civil war tie-in at all i think they mentioned about i think the tie-in was when cap was talking to Selvig. he's like well, the heroes are having their own fight, yeah. so we'll be able to go yeah. unnoticed. That was the big Civil War tie-in, and I think, stop misleading readers. Like, you don't need to put Civil War banner on everything when it doesn't relate to it. But it's they wanted annoying. people to read to it. Yeah. It's annoying. It's annoying. Now, it's annoying. cleanse the palate. We get a good book. I'll let you do the honors. Okay. Okay, and we're going we're gonna to talk about this book. I hope. Because I really enjoy, um, like, I really enjoy uh, Generation. Okay, so I'm not going to say, I, I, I had a little bit of a pun, but Civilian Comic, uh, Generation Zero, uh, coming out of the, if you, if you read Harbinger and the Harbinger Wars, 
you know, there was a secret clandestine, it's always clandestine, you know, a group of people who captured espers or people who had, you know, uh, huge uh, psychic powers. And, you know, they had the renegades and that's where faith came from. And they're all these psychic kids and they're the renegades and they're the adults. And now we have the youth version of those of those people and they're called Generation Zero. So that's where they came from, which is amazing because Valiant is building its own universe. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really good universe, a really good universe that is interconnected. And it's, it's really kind of firing on all, all cylinders able to produce such good quality books. So if you're, so I really recommend if you're looking for something different, that is Marvel like L I K E. Um, so it uses the same tropes, but it's doing something a little bit different and it's fresh. You know, it's not characters who have a whole bunch of backstory or, or things that'll piss you off because, you know, they're being written out of context or, or a way that you don't like. It's just, this is really good stuff. Um, superhero, super heroics, fantastic. Um, the thing that I did not like about it was in the back, real quick, you get a little like Generation Zero Declassified and it gives, it gives a, um, like a breakdown about the book and, and I'm gonna read it to you. Uh, just story read, time because because I felt I felt it was very weird. You know, it's just like okay. Uh, so this is in the back. It's Generation Zero declassified. So this month, the runaway psyots—that's what they're called—the psychics from Harbinger Wars are assembling into their own ongoing series, Generation Zero. Once a group of, of experimental soldiers forced to serve Project Rising Spirit, Generation Zero are finally. Uh, calling their own shots and special service team for teenagers in need. So there is there okay, so we got we got it, we got it. Like they, they are they they are a uh helping, you know, distraught teenagers who who are dying of teen angst. Like, oh my angst is so oh I got an F on this paper. Oh, and they and it's funny because they they actually kind of like allude to some of that shit in the book, which I thought was hilarious. Because like you can't just call them. You have to, you post it online and then they decide who they're going to help. And so people are like posting all kinds of like crazy on, because it's about, it's kids and kids are all like digital media and digital uh, communication. So that's how they, they find them. And so it's very funny that, that it's kind of reflecting, like it's really reflecting about what's going on right now. But who are the members of generation zero? Really? Question mark. They are teenagers with attitude. And right then and there, I was like, really teenagers with attitude. Are, are are they turtles now? Are they gonna? Are they ninjas? It's just it, it was said. This book sometimes, even though it's dealing with stuff that's now like cyberbullying and and um, people trying to do all this different stuff and 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 youth of today. In that instance, I was transported back to the nineties, and this is what Rich loved. Rich loved it for I that. Did. I did. So so tell us why, because I needed to read that because where this book is is going you know, it's funny i didn't read what you just read so so where the book is going where the book is going is so good in in its in its delivery but that write up was just so 90s so now i want to i want to so. say you see him on the cover oh so who who i uh, sorry who's the who's the creators i i i, I oh yeah well, you were I, supposed to read i'm that, sorry so. i went right into it so it's the writer is friend venland uh, artist was Francis Portella. So if you don't remember Francis Portella, he did a whole bunch of stuff for DC. Legion. Uh, he did Legion for DC. And so that's one of the reasons that caught my eye because I really loved his Legion stuff. And he can draw really good teenagers. Color artist was Andrew Dollhouse. Uh, letters by Dave Sharp. And there was a bunch of cover artists. So, yeah. So what were you going to say, Rich? <laughs> well, first I was going to say it's funny that we see them on the cover. 
And we see them on the very first page with their names. And I didn't even read the back page. We see them on the back page. Well, the, well, because the back page actually is a dossier, and it goes over what their superpowers are. Yeah. So it's very. But it, yet they leave them in. Sh- I thought that was a, that was poor. No, no because that's, no, the, no. they, they want to have the uh, no. it, because it's 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 during then her. Don't put it on the no, cover. No, no, no. It's not for don't us though. Fr- I it's don't not care. for us. It's care. for her. No. She. They 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 have this dramatic entrance no. because they're they're helping this girl no. who called them. I'm fine no. with that because it sets the mood for that the book. That was the only thing I didn't like. Really? Yep. I in the context of the book and how they basically nope. showed themselves nope. and rescued this girl, nope. they are these, you know, hidden protectors. I, I was totally fine a, with that. I think I think it was a, a misstep. I would have loved to have seen them. I don't, you did see them. First, no, it was your you saw, first. No, no, no. You, you, you think no. in the context of the story, not 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 the context of the reader. I'm I'm talking reader because no. I'm the one fucking reading it. No, I don't I don't no, buy that. I I, do. I don't buy it. Nope. This was a trope. I didn't like. I loved it. I didn't. But as for the book, the whole, I love the, the book. The whole trip. The whole book's a trope. It's yes. like '90s. It's like. I loved it. It's like loved New it Mutants. The... It's like New Mutants with Facebook. Okay, that's what. And yeah. and a weird clandestine. You know, Slenderman people. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought the art was great. It was the art was fantastic. The actually, art is fantastic. It's one of the better looking books we read this week. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, I'm telling you, people, I, Valiant is good. They 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 have good stuff. They they really have good stuff, and they have good writers, good artists. And I really wish it got much more uh, play. But but what what was the reason why you? What was really, aside from it being very like 90s? What what wasn't the reason why you really liked the book? Because the first issue actually got you involved in it. Exactly. You understood exactly. why the main girl, Keisha, was doing what she was doing. Her boyfriend's gone. She gets this mysterious letter from him. Don't trust anyone. And the beginning of the book is her really trying to find out about this group. How do I contact them? I really need to contact them. And she puts her her plea out on the social media and she's selected, and I love the fact that – does she have powers? What is going to happen with her? How is she connected? I think she's the – again, I think she's the every person that, that we – she represents us as the reader peering in. That's why the back works so well because we are per, we are going in and looking at – I'm going to bring it up because I think you're wrong. Um, but, yeah, like I don't think she has powers. I, I love that she was not – like she was just kind of like punk girl or whatever. I don't know. And, and like how – The how, villains are actually – the we don't really know bizarre. anything about him, but yeah, it, it it really works. Well, there's a there's a mystery going on, and and her boyfriend is 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 attached to the weird mystery yeah. of what's going on. But I and I loved it. It was like it was like they were auditioning for for a reality TV show or something to get to get the help. Like that's what it reminded me of when they were uh, when they were post when she posted online and everyone's posting what they want Generation Zero to help them do. And it's like it literally was like like you you're auditioning for them to come and help you. So it just I liked it because it actually, unlike a lot of books we read the first issues, it allowed the reader into that world. Exactly. And I think when you do that, I ended it going, see, I read this last month when they, Valiant, I love when they do this, they send us the PDF so I could read it, and I loved it, and I couldn't wait for you to read it, to review it. The same with Britannia when we read this. This is going to be really weird. Um, but we'll definitely be reading it. All right. Um, Valiant really wants you to read their books, and we would love it if you listened to this week's What You Talk About Facebook, because we really go into a little bit about um, if you 
want to support an indie book, you need to support the indie book yep. or it's canceled. Yep. Uh, and that's one it. of the things we talked about. And Valiant is the little company that's trying. They mm-hmm. have something for everyone. They have superheroes. Faith um, number two came out this week and it was going to be one of my nuggets, but I'm waiting for the whole... I want the first arc. I want to review the first yeah. arc because I really liked issue two and there's a but. I want to see if it can continue, just like Generation Zero. If you can, if Mr. Van Lent can keep up as the quality of this book, I'll definitely be in. Awesome. Um, so I just want to say a quick thank, uh, hello to everyone who's watching on uh, Facebook. Uh, thank you, everyone, for, for tuning in. And I want, to say thank, I want to say hello to everyone who is listening on MixLR. We love you all. So uh, now it is, it is time for our uh, the Geek Chat commercial break, sort of. Ugh. So, and I read this because Rich doesn't like to read this. So, um, this is my break. So, how to find us? You can always find us on thegeekchat.com. It is still being worked on at all the time, trying to make it as good as possible. So, please bear with me. Um, also, on SoundCloud, that's where the bulk of our information is, and all of our old shows is on SoundCloud. All uh, four seasons, it's all the extras, it's all on SoundCloud. So, go check it out. Always search the Geek Chat. We're go on- back and listen to some of our original ones when Ooh. we were in the radio station. Ooh, they're, they're rough. Yeah, the first season. Uh, we're also uh, on Facebook uh, under groups. Search the Geek Chat and join our Facebook group. We're over 100 strong, uh, fierce geeks talking about the stuff that we love comics in all its forms. Uh, check us out on Stitcher, Tumblr. Google Plus, because why not? Uh, and not YouTube. Plus. We're on Google Plus. I don't know Plus. What that is. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about actually, and I'm also thinking about doing a, um, the fuck's it called? A, uh, a Pinterest page, too. We can get some, like, cool stuff on Pinterest, or maybe, I don't know. But uh, and we're also going to be on YouTube, because all these um, shows that you're watching, the, these live shows, uh, the videos are going to be uploaded to YouTube. That way people can watch it on YouTube. Um and as always, if you look for stuff about us, search the Geek Chat. Google, everywhere, search the Geek Chat, and you'll find us. So, yay. Now we're back. What? That was our... Oh, um, now now we're going to go into a book that neither of us really enjoyed. I mean, it had some interesting eye so candy, painful. but other than that, it was... it's it, it This book is just not for, for us. For us. So um, the book we're about to review is called Section 8. Six Pack and Dog Welder. Hard traveling heroes with a Z, because everything with a Z is cool, I guess. Um, Garth Ennis was the writer. Russ Braun was the artist. Jesus, I can't read this. John Hallas was the colorist. Pat Brosseau was the letter. And Steve Dillon, I love the cover, did the cover. Yeah, the uh, the way they, they kind of shifted everything to the it's side. It's slanted. So you can't really And it's like, yellow see, on like yellow-brown. Yeah, yellowish-brown. It's, it's not a good look, folks. It's not a good look. So this entire issue takes place in a bar where Section, or what is his name, Six-Pack, who, which is funny because it's not for his six-pack abs, it's because he's an alcoholic. Yes. Um, is drinking, and he wants to be a better superhero. And the guy next to him is talking to him, telling him what he does wrong. Catwoman, Starfire, and Power Girl make an appearance to comfort their friend a sack of guts. Well, it's a, it's a female sack of guts. Yes. And because her boyfriend is he was screwing a pile of garbage and she was upset. 
Yes, it's 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 classic Garth oh. Enos goodness. And then you got Dog Welder who welds dead puppies to people's faces, and I guess he did it to his kids, but we don't know why. Only that you're not allowed to talk about it. He was possessed because this this is this. This takes place after the other one. Yeah, because I I I didn't know who these people were, so I went and I read the Wikipedia about it, and I found out what it's about, and. The only interesting yeah. thing, I got to end on a positive note. The only interesting thing. <laughs> positive sandwich. Is that the specter shows up. And I'm like, well, damn, that's enough to make me kind of browse through the number two. Because I do like the specter. And I think the specter was horribly. The new 52 version of the specter was just bad. So that makes me believe that this actually takes place not in the current 52. Mm-mm. It takes place in the original uh, Marvel Universe, uh, given what people are wearing, but it's weird though because you have Power Girl in her original Power Girl with outfit, the boob window, with the boob window, but you have Starfire in her new Fifty Two costume. Yeah. So it's and you have Catwoman who in her old in costume. Her old costume. So I don't know where in what you know universe this is set in or what time frame it's set in. It really so doesn't I don't matter to know. enjoy the story if you can enjoy it. Uh, it just was weird, and we have the the welder running I think around. This is Constantine, the the mystery person with a cigarette, is Constantine probably, and it probably is Constantine, and and he's because he's gonna do something with with um, the Spectre or something. I just so it's a six issue miniseries. If you're interested in weird kind of now, what I think what does this book a be, disservice? Be 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 heroes or something. I don't know. If you like Garth Ennis, then you'll like it. If you like the boys, you'll like it. If you like, see now, I want to say something about that. The boys didn't hold back. Well, this has I to loved, hold back, and that's I was about to say before you rudely interrupted me. Oh hush! Is that if this wasn't DC and he could actually swear and be more adult? This is a watered-down version of him. I, I think yeah. if he could have pushed this, I think I would have enjoyed it more. I loved The Boys. If you don't know what The Boys is, uh, the trades are all out. It's amazing. This could have been great, but it was neutered. Well, of course. It's through it's DC. DC. But I think if it had been a Vertigo, they can swear in Vertigo. But these were but these were characters that, that he had created, Hitman. and they came from Hitman. And so, so this is definitely within his wheelhouse. But it's just, it doesn't, I don't know, Just it's just... It, For me, it needed to go there, and it didn't go there. I need to go there, people. <laughs> Speaking of John Constantine, <sighs> here you go. John Cantantine. <laughs> uh, so, we have, we have the Hellblazer. Number two. Oh, no, number no, one. Number one. Should this be the, the number actual, two. This is the actual beginning of his series, his own series. Uh, and he is not Hellblazer. He is the Hellblazer. It's a title now. So. The. Because there's only one, I guess. Um, uh, the Poison Truth Part 1. Writer, Simon Oliver. Artist, uh, Moritat. Mor- uh, colorist is by Andrew Sinomanowitz. Hey, and Monatat. Lettering by Sal Copriano. 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 And the cover artist was Moriat. And there's... A variant artist as well, by John Cassidy. Sorry, and that is what that is. I this believe. is the John Cassidy one. Is it? I don't know. I Go don't ahead. Why'd you hate it? I want you to say why you. No, 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 I, no, no, no. I go no, first. No. I went first. You say no, why you hated no, it. No, no, no. Come on, no, they they, they want they I want, want to know. Go. I just 
it's the same thing with the boys. Or sorry, with uh, with Section Eight. This is a character that does not belong in the main DCU. I believe it's just like his story was kind of boring. Like I don't, I don't want to read about a neutered confidence man. You know who is this kind of, you know, badass, um, you know, Billy Idol slash Sting in the eighties. Who Sting? Sting. Uh, in who the eighties, Sting? Sting. Just the way he looks, and like I expect him to be this kind of like you know, suave person, which he is in the book. It's just, and then Swamp Thing's there. It just, it's just, the story just doesn't seem to be interesting to me at any, at any, I just, I'd rather read him as a Vertigo character. Like I, like I want him to get into really weird, weird, interesting stuff and, and they're not going to be able to go there uh, in the new 52 for this character. And I know they're trying to make him more mainstream they, and he's been in the, he's been an arrow. He had his own show. So, so now he's much more in the public eye and he can't he possibly can't do that anymore, but it's just what they're doing with him right now is just not, it's just not, it's just not interesting to me. And maybe if he was, if he had a foil to, to work against or, or when he was with justice league dark, I mean, that was good. And he was a sort of like pseudo sort of leader person. I don't know. Just something about the book just doesn't work for me. And in, in its current iteration, I, I just, I don't know. Something about the character just doesn't, I just find it very boring. And like his conversations with swamp thing, I'm just like, and then swamp thing, like just that whole that whole thing is just kind of like, eh. Everything it's you kinda... hated is why I liked it. Really? Yep. Ugh. I I don't mind him being put... Uh, it would be nice if he was put in the Vertigo, but for what it is, I really... It's also the second issue, really. Not, I just, okay, you real, can't have a foil real quick. Real quick. I didn't hate it. I was just like, meh about it. I did not care for the bookends, but I think that's where they're going with the, the two guys and trying to watch over people and make um, men go the way they want it to. I mean, maybe it'll get better when it's like you said, it is only like the first issue really that, that, that first issue of the rebirth really had nothing to do with anything. I just, well, it did. Cause it ties into this. I mean, it does this is the favor. I, I, so I, I, yeah, I that's what it. I liked about it. So you know, in the first one, Swamp Thing had to be there because the heroes yeah. trust him and they, they go on his word and he even says, so you want me to lie, but he doesn't. I like, I like Swamp Thing. I loved well, I like Swamp Thing part too. of the Swamp Thing book in the New 52. And the fact that he grew out of this guy's greenhouse. And he's like, I'm here to collect. And John Constantine's like, okay, I got to do it. Um, I liked that. I like him being... I wish they would bring back JLD, but they're, they might with the new DVD coming out. I like the more mystic team groups together. Yeah. They and were... that's why I liked them being together. Now, I will agree... They have kind of watered him down for the main book. And I hope that uh, Mr. Oliver can bring in that more asshole do-gooder. I was surprised he was smoking. Yeah. I, like I was I was very surprised that he was smoking. And Marvel I was like, okay, smoking. no, you can't smoke in Marvel. Mercury shows back up. I like that this followed the rebirth issue. I like that this is what, if you've never read it, and you only watch the TV show, I think this would be good because Chaz is in it. And it's just, yeah, it's kind of neutered. But I think I actually thought both issues were pretty good. I, I love the art. And I like that they're, they're I thought they're the art was okay. Something. I thought the art was okay. Oh, I, I just, like more tap. Again, again, I think maybe I just need to read another issue or I need a, it needs to be different or I need, I need to just give a little bit more. I don't know. Just right now, this is not hitting it for me. It's not hidden for me. And it doesn't have to. 
You read what you like. I will read what I like. Except when you have to review it. Uh, that's true. That's definitely true. Now, the return of the Blue Beetle. I guess the return of the Mac. He's not a Mac, but... Oh, and it's got your favorite artist. Or one of your favorite artists. I do. I follow him on Facebook. <laughs> I'm not stalking you. Honestly, I'm not. Um, so, yes. Blue Beetle. Brought to you by Keith Giffen and Scott Collins. They did the story. Giffen did the script. Collins did the art and cover. Romulo Fayardo Jr. did the coloring. Josh Reed did the letters. And Cully Hamner did the variant cover, which is this one, and I love it. I know. Cully Hamner did the original. He was so It was good. nice to bring him back. Yes, it was so good to see him. So I love Scott Collins. Scott Collins, people are either... You like him or you don't. He's very, it's very. He has a polarizing style. Yeah. Yes, he does, and it's it's kind of old school. It's very thin. Meets, the yeah. lines are very thin, and and I, actually, I did not like Scott Collins when I first saw his work. Ooh. I did not like him, uh, much like I did not like Jim Calafori either. But then when I started reading the books that they were a part of, and I started looking, really looking at their art styles, yeah, I really, I was like, okay, you know, these guys really. They really have something that's different than uh, other artists. And, and I started to appreciate those differences and then seeing the nuances. So I, I now love his I love his art style as well. It's just very – it's just different, and it, but it's different in a way that's, that's really good. So both Ted Cord and Jaime yes, Reyes are I in it. I love that Ted Cord is back. I love Ted Cord. I have loved Ted Cord since I started reading. I just – I think he's a great character – who unfortunately met a sad demise in the old 52, an unnecessary one at that. Um, and to see him back in the mentoring as a mentor to Jaime is, I love it. Although the I don't bug, like that Jaime's all like, you know, with the cord. He, he, he needs to respect him a little bit more. Yeah. So <laughs> if I had one complaint about this book, it's that I don't really know when the hell... Did, did the new 52 version happen <laughs> nope what what i will i really wanted to nope. to put on uh i wanted to ask scott collins <laughs> not at all reading this it doesn't they're using the same characters he's got the same friends but it like did it happen i don't think it ever happened <laughs> no according no. to this it didn't happen it literally was it literally was it was a dallas moment like yeah. i don't think it that was my only complaint actually i thought it was good well no i just i thought it was good because it, you're it's like a, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's what I liked about it. It was a completely clean slate, and I was just like, "Okay, I can I can just jump into this and really start enjoying well, it from as this a, new from as this a new, new reader um, friendly." Yes, yes, it's very new. It's very new reader friendly, and I think they did that on purpose because they have been really trying to make Blue Beetle fetch. And I think this is a really good marriage of the old and the new. And we had a conversation about this on when we were doing the. Um, we were doing the we're talking about Facebook, so you should guys, you should guys watch that when it comes out on Thursday. We were talking about this. You, well, know, you can't watch it, but you can listen. You to can it. listen to it. Sorry, um, about this whole you know lineage and legacy and 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 people taking over mantles from people. And I think this is one where it really works. And then the ending is just a complete like the ending ties in very well one eighty to the DC rebirth that they did the one shot because this panels the panels are taken directly from it. So. In a way, Geffen is going, hey, we're tying this to the larger DCU. The story is complaint time. If you're reading Dr. Fate in the new 
52, it's someone completely different. So it looks Maybe there's like two. well that's it looks like there's either going to be two or something happens to him. He's probably gone. Um because most likely the cells weren't that strong for the new oh, Doctor Fate. So most likely they went back to the original Doctor Fate. They went back Which is to, fine. They went back to the villain from the new 52. Again, that's the thing that I just don't understand. It's like so that's where that fits in. It's like, yeah, I I would have loved some a mix of some old Ted Cord villains. Well, maybe this remember this is only, this is only the first number yeah. one, so maybe we'll we, maybe we will get some Blue Beetle stuff. But the fact that the Scarab is not an alien anymore, yeah. it's magical. It's, magic. it's like what? I I really want to know. Is there like a Beetle universe? You know, is is he uh? Is, so, is he going to be using some kind of magic? And that's what I'm saying, because or? remember, there were Beatles. They were in the Reach. Yeah. But are is that a magic? Are those magic aliens or some I shit like know. that? But I, I will say, if you like Blue Beetle, pick up this. It's a great number one, great starting point. This is the rebirth issue, so there will be a new number one coming out soon. Yeah. Yeah, people are not happy about Dr. Fate going away. Dr. You know, Fate. Yeah, we're uh, we're looking at people who, oh. who are posting. So I agree. I have a friend who stuck through it up until the last couple because well, who it stuck went, with who? You have to. They have oh, the my friend Don went and stuck with that new Doctor Fate book as well. Um, I read the first arc of it. I really wanted to like it, but I felt like it just kept spinning its wheels. It never went anywhere. And after reading this, I was like, well. Are they going to get rid of him now? Which is, I think they are a huge I disservice. They are, or, or he's going to, or he's going to, you know, have to work with this other doctor. doctor I don't know. Or not? I don't know. So the last book we're going to end off with, we wanted to end off on on a strong note, and that strong note is Deathstroke number one. Damn Fen. The wind. the wind is really strong here in San Francisco. Uh, Deathstroke number one, not the rebirth number one, but the number one. And it's a very good book. If you're not reading it, we really think that you should. Story was by Priest. Not Christopher Priest. Priest. He is, yeah, uh, Carlos uh, Pagulayan did the pencils. Uh, Thank you. Jason Paz did the inks. Jeremy Cox did the colors. And Willie Schubert did the letters. And the color, the there's a of course there's a whole bunch of different covers. So always, but covers. I think the Shane Davis cover, the Shane is Davis was the best. Cover was the best one, best one. Alrighty, I wish Shane. I would love to see Shane Davis on this book. That would not be that great. the art was bad. The art's very solid, but Shane Davis is he does those bigger than life people, and I think this book needs it. But with the artist of this, everyone is streamlined and they look amazing. The art is very solid in this book. Um, so yeah, we're still getting a little bit of, a little bit of backstory, uh, with, uh, Slade Wilson and his family. And because I really believe the reason why Priest is doing this is because they're going to show us a little bit more information about, about his, uh, history and his, and his children because of what happens with Jericho and they with the other one. went there on a page. Everything we talked about, wondering what was going to happen in the rebirth issue. Yep. We see because sure. of, well, I don't think they can see it all, but. Uh, due to the – so we see Joey's throat getting slit. We see Grant as the Ravager. We see you know, them fighting it out. We see uh, his wife and him going at it. We see him getting the, the serum. We don't see the daughter. Uh, no, but they allude to it. Yep, which I think is like – They alluded to it. 
Um, and I think this is just stuff that's that's to come. Like, oh, I yeah, the way yeah. That, I like that Priest is going, is telling the story, and it's the story, the so way it's unfolding. Well, there's two different stories that are happening, which I think is really kind of cool. It's uh, it's sort of like what Wonder Woman is well, doing. Well, yeah, I was going to say, it's telling the past and telling the future together. Or not the future, but the present. Yeah. Together, the, the way they're telling it. And the use of time was... <laughs> with with the clock... Oh, my God. With the, with clock, the king, clock king. Which I thought was just hilarious. You know, the clock king. So it had this weird kind of like... There was a metahuman who was not a metahuman. But just... And then the double crosses. The double crosses. Like, I really... I read it twice. I had to read it twice, and and not yeah. many not many comics do that, uh, because usually when you have to read a comic, you're not understanding it. But it wasn't that I didn't understand; it's because I wanted he packed a lot in. Yeah, he packed a lot in, and then like the double crosses, and then and what was going on with with Wintergreen, and just just a lot of there's a lot of nuances in this book that look amazing. It just and the fact that Adeline, if you ever read any of the old New Teen Titans, you knew that if it wasn't for her, you know she was she was in the trenches with them and they bring that up. She really wants to go on this mission, but she has to watch her kids and Grant's running away. He's always running away. And then after they do it, she's like, I want a divorce. And he's like, yeah, I know, you know, just, I really like this book. I really do. And the, the idea of the costume and the bad guy, the red wolf or the red lion having Slade's previous costume, you just see more more double crossing in it. Lots of double crossing, but it's that's the thing. Like you you read this book and and you wanna you wanna know what's going on. Like now, what I would hope, what I hope is that he has to go across because I guess Wildstorm is coming back, and um, I really hope that Grifter shows up in the pages of of uh, of uh, Deathshot Deathstroke. And I really hope that um, a Midnighter falls in as well. I would love That'd be awesome to, to see, see all them go at it. To see the three of them. Well, not like I mean, Midnighter might like that, but not him. But um, <laughs> uh, some of us fans would like that too. So I just want to say one thing, and it's it's just really dumb, but I'm going to say it's it. not dumb. It is dumb. It's, it's not. Dumb. It's that. It's sad that we live in a in a in a culture that sex is to be used to blackmail. Yeah. The fact that someone can't enjoy something that is not of the normal, the the normal, I hate saying normal because it's not, what is it, ex- socially acceptable? For me, that's the only thing, it's true. You can't be mad at Priest for doing it. It's true. Look what just happened again. Wiener sent out his dick pic with a kid in it and now they're getting a divorce and all oh, the world's exploding. It's really not, but, but it's sad that, that, the guy so at the beginning at the beginning not to spoil it but basically they did this whole thing so that this guy would win so that they'd get a vote a type of vote a type of vote he would if he became president he would then allow them to invade this country but instead he gets pictures sexually pictures of him and he kills himself well but he got but he got elected though but he got yeah but he got elected and the money was there and that's one of the double crosses. Um, Lots of double crossing. In but this. it's just sad. I read it, and it's a sad reflection. Maybe that's why he did it. It's a sad reflection that people can't have their own privacy, their own personal, their own sexual identity without it being thrown in someone's faces for, for the baddest. That, that, that was my whole thing. So, again, steeped in real-world stuff, 
And yeah. I think that's what I like about some of these books really I don't know, DC just is is doing it right now. I just I cannot wait for them to finally tell us what's going on and then them actually settle on a universe. I don't care. Now, I want them to settle on a universe. Oh, oh. no, no, that's not what I care oh, about. Oh, okay. I don't care about, like, right now with these just the first either one or two or six, like, detective, great book. Well, yeah. I really don't care as to how we got there, whether it's with the Watchmen, whether it's with whatever. I'm enjoying the stories as they are, but I got to agree with you there. I want to know, have one fucking universe. Because when you're reading Teen Titans. That was the, a clusterfuck. The, no, Teen Titans is has not ended yet. The the oh, old Teen New Fifty Two Teen Titans okay. has not ended yet. The Robin Red Robin that's being written in Detective completely different than the Red Robin that's being written in the old shitty two. And Stephanie in the last issue like called him out on his horrible costume. Love it. Love oh it. Oh my love, god, love yeah. It. But and and I just want to say Detective uh, really should have been one of our reviews. Um, the end of that made me question: Would they do it? Well, we're gonna, we are gonna review. Uh, yeah, Detective is gonna be one of our. We're gonna fully review it yeah. because it's the end of the arc, and next we really, issue. yeah, the next issue is the end of the arc, and we 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 wanted to come back and visit these DC, these DC books at the end of their arcs to kind of see like, did it hold? Did it held up? Did it hold up? You know, has it held up? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and. And hopefully, I hope they have. I mean, I know there's been a couple that have been really, really good. Some, you know, some, some not so, but that's to be expected with any any new relaunch. So, um, so uh, want to go to our uh, thank yous to our sponsors who who help make this show what it is. And they're I see you, Terry. Yep, and they're regular and people Eugene. like you. They're regular people like you. <laughs> so, first and foremost, want to say thank you to uh, our mistress of the mix board, the Terry Mixtress, Miss Mixtress, Mixtress. She's gonna be a new villain. Uh, the mixtress. Wiki wiki. <laughs> okay, you need to stop. Do um, Terry Miller, <laughs> who does all the music for this show. Also, Terry, Rich, and I will be recording uh, the 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 uh, the uh, the new. The we audio, don't want to spoil anything. The for audio you. for the new opening. The for new opening five. For, yeah, and we will be sending that to you. So it'll be interesting. So you guys. You got to stay tuned for that. I uh, want to thank Gene Gilmet, who does all of the art for this show. You can find him at rltpress.com and look for his work uh, that is featured on comic book resources in their feature, The Line It Is Drawn. Also, Gene is going to be, uh, Gene is also going to be tabling at the Rose City Comic Con uh, up north. Uh, on sun, uh, sorry, on September 10th and the 11th in the Artist Alley at table F8. He'll be selling books, T-shirts, and prints of the stuff that he did on um, the line it is drawn and some other uh, other stuff. So definitely go and check him out. I want to say thank you to Club Card Printing uh, at clubcardprinting.com, who does all of our printed materials. If you got a flyer from us, it's from Club Card Printing, so definitely check it out. I want to give a special shout-out to our main sponsor, Whatever Comics, located at... 548 Castro Street, located in sunny San Francisco. Check us out on the web at whateverstoreonline.com and like us on Facebook at Whatever Store. Yep. Um, so we just got a few more seconds. I want to say, uh, yeah, we've been doing this for a long time. We love it. Um, 
Also wanted to say that uh, we posted about, I love it, uh, Balboa Con is a new uh, con that's happening at the Balboa Theater. They're going to be showing old movies, uh, old uh, superhero movies or classic superhero movies, so definitely check it out. This weekend, San Francisco Comic Con happens, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So definitely go and check that out. We're going to try to do live there as well. So without further ado, I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Geek Shack. Geek Shack. Geek Shack.